Welcome back. I hope that you are joining us again to talk Miami Heat basketball because that is the goal tonight. Our uh, preview of the NBA teams continue. We've talked Suns. We've talked Celtics. We've talked Spurs. Tonight, we talk all things Miami Heat basketball. And I'm excited to be joined by Isaac Edelman of flteams.com. This is uh, our second season partnering together with the, uh, the FL Teams um, team, and we're excited uh, to uh, for that partnership, and we're excited. Uh, personally, I'm excited to talk to Isaac. It's always great to talk to him. He is absolutely a fan expert, um, and um, we're, we're just really excited for the partnership with FL Teams. We're the Peach Basket. We are voice of the fan, home of fan experts like Isaac and a site that exists to amplify the voice of passionate basketball fans worldwide. So, Isaac, we're back. Year two of our partnership. Uh, I hope you had a good offseason. I know FL Teams doesn't really take an offseason because you cover more than just the heat. You cover every sport in Florida. Um, But I hope you had a good summer at the very least, and you're ready to talk Miami Heat basketball with us. Yep, Jose, glad to be back on here, and let's get right into it. Boom. Let's do it. Let's start with the same kind of process that we did before. It seemed to work really well. Start by telling us who is new on the Miami Heat this season. Look, there are definitely a few players that are new uh, this season for the Heat. Obviously, the biggest name is Kyle Lowry. He spent his whole career on the Toronto Raptors, and now he is coming to the Miami Heat the Heat, you know, have always needed a point guard. LeBron James can play point guard. Dwayne Wade can bring up the ball. So can Jimmy Butler. But a true point guard, the Heat finally have one in Kyle Lowry. Obviously, he is very experienced. He can shoot the ball. And he's also pretty good on the defensive end, especially for his size. The Heat also got P.J. Tucker from the reigning mm-hmm. NBA champions, the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. He is one of the best defensive players in the NBA. Um, I think if you know you're a big fan expert like all of us, and you watch the NBA, you know who PJ Tucker is. He's definitely an outspoken type of guy, um, but he's definitely a good team leader. And he had many, but there's never enough leaders on a team. Right. And uh, look, the Heat also got a few more players. They got a, a big name. Not really, maybe. He's been on the Lakers for the past few seasons. Markeith Morris, he'll be on the bench, solid right. bench piece. Um, the Heat also re-signed Dwayne Dedman. He was on the team last year, and he was really good. He's a big center, and he's definitely a good backup option behind Bam Adebayo. Now, I know when – I forgot about Markeith, quite honestly, uh, until you just mentioned it. But I remember when uh, when Markeith signed with the Heat. You, you, you had – you had some words about the signing. You were a little concerned about Markeith. Are you still concerned, or do you think he's going to be a good fit in Miami? I, I don't really know. Obviously, him and P.J. Tucker are outspoken yeah. type of guys. And Jimmy Butler is also kind of outspoken. But, you know, thinking about it now, it may not be a problem. Obviously, Eric Spolstra, Pat Riley, they all know what they're doing. And, look, you join the Heat. You're under control. The Heat know how to control these players. And uh, there really hasn't been a problem in many years in this Heat organization. So I think he's a really good addition. 
It, it, it is interesting because you hear, and I've heard you say it about the Heat and the Heat culture, right? There's not a whole lot of NBA teams that I can think of that you can associate a culture to. First thing that comes to mind is the San Antonio Spurs, right? That's a particular culture with pop at the head. Yeah. Uh, that team, you know, you you, you 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 get there, you know, you know what you're going to have to do, what you're not going to have to do. It seems like a great player's destination. Miami certainly is one of those teams. What, what I mean, I know it's 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 not particularly fair to ask because you know we haven't you know we haven't been there, but as a player, that's got to be something that you you like, right? Being at a place that has structure and you know what's going to be expected of you, which I think Miami does. Exactly. And it's really, that that goes for every player that joins the Heat. That's what they say in their introductory press conference. Hmm. And even players that don't sign with the Heat and they're a free agent, they say, I want to sign with the Heat. I want to join a team that's well-led. And that's exactly what happened with Jimmy Butler. And also Kyle Lowry. Obviously, there's always an influence of teammates on the team, but definitely management and the, the way the team is ran is a huge factor in a yeah. player joining the Heat. Yeah, I, I can absolutely see that. This might this is absolutely a weird question, but I've asked everybody I'm going to ask you, and I only say weird because I think the answer is kind of obvious. Of the new additions, who's going to have the greatest impact this season? Kyle Lowry. And I think that's obvious. I'm shocked. And yeah, I, I know you're shocked. and. All of us are shocked, but no, in all seriousness, uh, the Heat have already played a few preseason games. Um, the Heat played tonight against the Spurs, but last game against the Rockets. The game is on ESPN2. Stan Van Gundy, who, by the way, is one of the best uh, broadcasters in the NBA, was evaluating Kyle Lowry's performance. I know it's the preseason, but yeah. he had 10 assists in the first half. His impact was already being felt. It was wow. amazing. He wasn't scoring. But he also drawed offensive fouls. It was really nice to see because he's a point guard. He needs a small one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always saw well, – and I shouldn't say always because I never saw Kyle Lowry this way. But over the last couple of years, Kyle Lowry has really kind of fallen into, in my estimation, the Chris Paul mold. Uh, and Chris Paul, in my estimation, is, is the best point guard of, of, the gener of his generation. Pure point guard, right? Kyle Lowry is that kind of player. Like you said, he's a good defender. He, he he's going to average, you know, seven eight. Maybe with this team, he could get to ten assists a season. Uh, he's going to hit the big shot when needed. Uh, he's a solid, stable point guard. And I never really thought about it, but the Heat haven't had somebody like that in a long exactly. time. Exactly, and that's what I've been saying. Jimmy Butler, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade—they can all bring up the ball, and that's why sometimes you can say basketball is posi positionless, right? Any yeah. player can be any position. But let's actually define a point guard. It's Kyle Lowry, right? That's the definition of a true point guard. Yeah. Yeah, no, agreed. They got a good one. It's going to be fun. Um, all right, you get new people, you lose people. So who's out uh, for Miami this season? Kendrick Nunn, and he was a point guard, so I guess you can say Kyle Lowry replaced him. But look, Kendrick Nunn was a solid piece for the Heat, but – he isn't a game changer, right? Obviously, we got Kyle Lowry, so it's not that big of a deal. But let's say we didn't even get Kyle Lowry. The uh, departure of Kendrick Nunn, of course, any departure of a player affects the team, but isn't really that big. He did finish second in Rookie of the Year voting behind John Moran in his rookie year. He's a good mm. player. Um, but again, 
none really just, you know, played well on offense. They didn't really have any uh, defensive, uh, you know, skills to take notice of. Now, the Heat also lost another point guard, Goran Dragic. Yeah. Um, he obviously uh, was a part of the signing trade in which Kyle Lowry got to the Heat. Um, Dragic spent the last few years on the Heat. We loved him. He's an amazing point guard. Uh, but he didn't really start for the Heat. He was always that sixth man uh, for Miami. And obviously, Kyle Lowry is the Miami Heat's starting point guard and not their sixth man. Um, the Heat also lost Trevor Ariza. Obviously, he was only on the Heat for a few games last season, but he played well. I said this about Dwayne Dedman, who they resigned. Trevor Ariza played well. Um, and it was amazing because he hasn't played in a few seasons. He came to the Heat, and he's, again, a big veteran. He's older, and he played well. And then the Heat did lose one more guy, not that big. Um, look, you, you always have to lose someone. You always have to gain someone. Sure. And uh, I, I just forgot his name. It's not Kelly Olenek. I keep on forgetting about Kelly Olenek. Um, I, I just went blank. <laughs> It'll come uh, to you. I I. I had it in my head. Um, <laughs> I, I lost it. We'll come back to it. I, I guarantee you it. it's going to come back to you, uh, and we, we, we'll circle back. Um, interesting that you know a couple of those ended up with the Lakers. I think that was interesting, um, yeah. a couple of those guys. Um, all right, let's talk about the Miami Heat's potential this season. The Heat have been good for, for a long time. I mean, they, they are one of those blessed organizations that just don't, you know, over the, the last decade, they just haven't been bad. They've always been good. Um, what is their ceiling this season? Everything goes right for them. What, you know, what can we expect as a top level uh, expectation for the Miami Heat? Obviously, their ceiling and high expectation would be to make the NBA Finals and mm-hmm. uh, potentially win it. Uh, obviously, in the East, they have to get past the Bucks, the Nets. Yeah, And even the Bulls, who as Jose knows, I'm very high on. But the Heat have some big guys like the Nets and Bulls do. Um, so it's really a matter of team chemistry, which again, when we compare the Heat to other teams and Heat culture, the Heat definitely do that uh, very well. Obviously, last year they got swept in the first round. I honestly still need to like, do my breakdown and analysis. The Bucks won the finals. So the Bucks, we can say, were better than the Heat last year. So it can't be that disappointing that the Heat uh, didn't get past the first round. But to get swept is a different story. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be a different result this season because the addition of Kyle Lowry is huge and some other big names. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think what's interesting about the East is that the East got a lot better. You mentioned Chicago. Uh, I brought up Atlanta. I think Atlanta had kind of a, a bit of an epiphany last season where it, it, it's like they realized they're good. You know, they realize they can, if they play really good basketball, they can beat really good teams like the Sixers. You know, two years ago, it was the Phoenix Suns who realized they were good in the bubble and came back and make it to the finals the next season. I think Atlanta is going to be good. I think Chicago is going to be good. And then you got the usual suspects, right? The Celtics, um, uh, the Sixers are kind of iffy, but certainly the Bucs, the defending champions. Um, so yeah, the East is not a pushover, uh, conference. It, it, it used to be, um, there was only one or two really good teams. Uh, now there are quite a few good teams in the East. And by but, the way, uh, I, I, I hate to interrupt. No, the name just came back to me. Iguodala. Hit me. Iguodala. 
I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Iggy. All right. That, that's what I was remembering. Look, he, he was a huge veteran for the Heat. I know they have so many veterans. But again, like I said earlier uh, here in this show, you can never have enough veterans. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, let me say that then. Let me ask you that question then before before we move on, because veteran leadership is important. You, you lost some good veteran leadership in Ariza uh, and, and Iguodala. Kyle Lowry's kind of, kind of a vet. I mean, he's 35, if I'm not mistaken, or will be by the start or end of the season. Is there a concern there, lack of veteran leadership, or not so much? Not so much. Jimmy yeah. Butler, Kyle Lowry. And obviously, we still have UD uh, definitely provide veteran. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the epitome of veteran leadership. Yeah. <laughs> yeah to the heat. Uh, ben Lanabayo is starting to get up there. I feel like he is now capable of, uh, you know, starting to teach the rookies now uh, nice. what veteran leadership is. So I think Adebayo is getting up there. Obviously, Igadala, former NBA Finals MVP, definitely had leadership, but. You know, they gain someone. You, you you know, you lose something, you always gain something. So it's the that's name of the happens. game. Yeah, exactly. that, 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 that's just how it works. All right. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I, I definitely think, you know, Miami Heat uh, have a shot. And I think their expectation this season should be NBA Finals. Absolutely. What's a concern? Um, this team seems to have the right pieces, a great big three pictured here. Pardon me, a great coach, a great process. Um, what's the concern in Miami or is there any? There are definitely concerns with every team. Um, some teams have smaller concerns than other teams. The Heat, you know, their biggest concern is not that big compared to other teams, but it's still a big concern. The lack of depth behind Bam Adebayo. Hmm. They have Dwayne Dedman. He played well last season in only a few games. Will he play good again this year? I think he will, but if he doesn't, the Heat may be screwed. Bam Adebayo is a streaky NBA player. I don't know if you know this, Jose, but there's some times where I watch him and I say he's not a top 10 center. And I know some people can even put the argument that he's a top 5 center. Hmm. But there become there's there's always stretches where Bam Adebayo does not play well. And sadly, last season, the worst time possible was the first round of the playoffs, and he went on a cold streak. But if Bam Adebayo goes on a code streak, the Heat are kind of screwed uh, in terms of their lack of depth at the center position. They do have Omer Yurtsevin. I know some of you may not know who he is, probably most of you. He is a rookie. He tried out with the Heat's summer league team this offseason, and he played amazing. He has an amazing three-point shot. He's a mini Kristaps Porzingis, and uh, he's a center, and he can really shoot the three well. So, uh, look, I suggest you guys look him up, Omer Yurtsevin. Um, he got signed to a two-way deal after a terrific summer league performance. And so he's going to be helping Bam Adebayo. But, again, the summer league is way different than the actual NBA. So sure. we'll see how that pans out. It's funny. Is after you said depth, I started kind of doing a little Googling um, because the reason I like talking to folks like Isaac is, yeah, especially about East Coast teams, I'm, I'm, I'm not – uh, very adept uh, when it comes on teams east of the Mississippi. Uh, I know him, but I don't know the detail. And I certainly did not know Omar or Omer Yurtsevin, yeah. but he is the third center right now. Uh, and, and that, that absolutely would be a little bit of a lack of depth. They don't have a lot. Of and heat. he, and he stretches the floor. So okay. he is a very good piece. And by the way, I expect him to be a key piece of the heat going forward. And, Look, 
he could be a key piece of another team going forward. He's definitely high, yeah. you know, he's definitely high right now in terms of uh, trade value. So maybe the Heat will trade him. Interesting. He had uh, 14 points, 11 rebounds against the Spurs and hit all of his three-point shots. So intriguing, intriguing. All right. And, and this is why I love talking to folks, uh, you know, again, like Isaac. I've never heard of Omer. I'm excited to, to watch his development. Um, very interesting. He's All really right, so good. He's really good. Believe me. I believe you. I'm sold, man. I'm sold. So we talked who's new, who's out, the ceiling. Uh, we talked about the concern, which is which is great because I, you know, again, I, I I really I didn't know that, and and I can definitely see that as a bit of a concern that will likely be addressed midseason. I think if if you know Pat Riley, he, he knows where his gaps are, and he'll, he'll probably bring in a big. Um, when it's time to bring in a big let's talk bold prediction. Uh, I've asked everybody this. Um, some people gave me bold predictions about their team. Some gave me bold predictions about, you know, what they ex- expect to see in the NBA season. You got a bold prediction, Isaac, about the heat or about anything in general with the NBA. Yeah. Uh, my bold prediction for the heat is that they will, uh, they won't win the NBA finals. Um, I'm not going to say who's going to win the NBA finals, but, they will make the Eastern Conference Finals. That's my bold prediction. I know it's not that bold considering the Heat's, uh, you know, depth and skill, but the East is stacked this year. Yeah, it is. So it, it is a, a tough prediction to make. I do want to bring up one other thing. I want to make a prediction about Victor Oladipo. Um, mm-hmm. I know we should have kind of talked about him today uh, in this show because he kind of was a new addition and the Heat re-signed him. I want to do a prediction of how many games he'll play in the Heat uniform this year <laughs> because he is such a good NBA player when healthy. Yeah. Like he's all-star level. So imagine if he stays healthy and he plays over 20 games this season. Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Bam Adebayo, and Vic Oladipo. And then we can even talk about Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero if they play well this season. Yeah. That's a stack team. So in terms of Victor Oladipo, um, I hate to say this. My bold prediction is that he won't play many games for the Heat this season. Um, I think any games is is gravy, though, right? I mean, yeah, I don't know that they're expecting him to play this season, are they? Yeah, they are. He's uh, are? actually ahead of track in terms of healing from his surgery. But he's just, like, he's fragile. He's yeah. one of the most fragile players in the entire NBA. And that's so sad because he is one of the best players uh, in the league when healthy. And yeah. we haven't seen that side of him that much. Yeah, the one thing you know, the one thing I'll say is, as tough as it is for for folks like like Victor Oladipo, you know, they were that 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 fragile tag has been attached to some really great players. I, my first thought is Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin gets drafted, hurts his knee in, in the second or third um, preseason game against the San Antonio Spurs, uh, and people calling him fragile. You know, uh, Steph Curry uh, nursed a bum ankle through college early into his pro career. They called him fragile. These are these guys are all stars, right? I mean, uh, so y- you can't overcome it. Um, I, I, you know, and I'm hoping for the best because he seems like a genuinely good guy, and what a great piece, right, for the Miami Heat. So I, I hope you know he, his body gets right. Uh, and I think ultimately that that's the danger with guys that are called fragile is maybe they come back a little too soon before their body's ready. They feel good. They, they're antsy to get out there. They're just more susceptible to get hurt again. If you wait it out, let your body get right. Um, maybe that's all you know. he needs. I'm not a doctor. I don't know, man. But hmm. I, I know that others have been f- 
flagged fragile, called fragile, um, and, and can come back to have a really, really great career. So hoping the same for uh, for Oladipo. Great point. I forgot about Victor Oladipo. Um, I'm, I'm sure uh, you know most people outside of Miami have, um, but hopefully he gets back. Great point. Great talking to you always. Um, Isaac, we're excited once again to partner with FL Teams, flteams.com, your one-stop shop for all Florida team news. It's a great site run by a great guy with a great team. Uh, we're excited to partner with them. Uh, once again, we're the Peach Basket, home of fan experts, voice of the fan, and a site that exists to amplify the voice of passionate basketball fans worldwide. Our uh, NBA season preview continues with the Los Angeles Clippers. Stay tuned for that if you have an interest in the other team in L.A. Isaac, appreciate your time. We'll talk again later. Thanks, Jose.